this guy, like he decided he was going to do it. He said, Hey, I'm, I'm a competitor. And if someone else can do it, I can do it. And he, and he did it. This, this, this is the House Flipping HQ podcast. Now let's get flipping with your host, Justin Williams. What is going on, Flip Hackers? Hope you guys are doing great. Hope you've had an incredible week. I am so fired up right now. We just got back from Keystone, Colorado at the seven and eight figure flipping event. And man, every time we have one of these events, I get a little anxious because I don't understand how we can improve from the last event. But I am happy to say that once again, we have done so. This event was far and wide our best event yet. And I cannot wait to share some of the highlights with you in today's episode. So as many of you know, when we decide where we want to go for our events, we usually take into consideration where the coaches are located, where our members are located. We try to mix it up between East Coast, West Coast. And just over six months ago, when we were in Baltimore, Maryland for our seven-figure event, Bill came up to me and said, hey, what do you think about Colorado? What do you think about Keystone, Colorado? I didn't know exactly where Keystone was other than he said it was in Colorado. And he said, and we can go a couple days early, anyone who wants to, and we can go skiing and snowboarding and just make a make a trip of it. And usually the way I am with the, the leaders in my group or, or my on my team or anything, if, if they've got an idea, something they want to run with, and I have no major issue with it, I say, let's do it. And, and so such is the case with Bill. He's definitely earned a lot of my respect and trust over the years. And I said, Sounds good. Do you want to do it? Let's let's do it. I, th- I think that sounds amazing. So he announced it. Everyone was excited. We have a lot of members from the the Denver area and, and just who live in Colorado, and they were excited. And we started planning for it. So a couple of months ago, I was talking to my wife, and I said, "Hey, we should take the kids. We should just make this a family trip. We should go a little bit early, and you guys can stay for the couple of days that the members come and are, when we're playing in the snow." And they thought that was a, a great idea. She was down. She was up with it for it. And the kids definitely thought it was a good idea. So on February 1st, on Friday, February 1st, I we, we headed up there. We um, hopped on a plane and went to Keystone, Colorado. So we got there Friday night and kind of got settled in. We're getting used to the altitude um, and, and everything. We just had a, a awesome cabin with a beautiful view of the frozen lake with a fireplace and uh, it was just a really great way to start our trip. And the next day on Saturday, we we didn't want to go too hard the first day because we were kind of ad- adjusting and adapting, but we went tubing up at the top of the hill. And that was absolutely amazing. I mean, riding the gondola up there, the beautiful scenery, such an inc- if you've never been to Keystone, what a beautiful resort. And the tubing was actually a lot more fun than I even thought it would be. I thought it would be pretty fun. But it was just so much fun and spending that time with those guys up there uh, was just an incredible start to an incredible trip. So the next day was Sunday and we kind of lied low a little bit since it was Sunday, spent time with our with the family, did some spiritual study uh, in the New Testament and then all the kids like studied a certain part of the New Testament and then we got together and, and shared what we learned and that was really incredible. We were gonna we tried to find find a church up in the area. But it was a little further away, and we uh, took a shuttle. Anyway, long story short, uh, we just kind of spent some time together 
as a family, um, walked on the, the frozen lake a little bit, played in the snow, and overall had a great time. And then on Monday, that's when some of our members started to show up and to go skiing. And I was taking the, the kids and Tara were going skiing and snowboarding. Britlin was skiing for her second time. She went a couple months back with her with her grandpa. Well, and, and me, but uh, her grandpa went and daughter and stuff. That was really fun. And then um, Kaysen was going for the first time. Tara was going skiing for the first time, too. She's been snowboarding a couple times. Even though she's from Utah, this was her first time skiing. So that was awesome. And then Brogan was snowboarding for his third time. So we started to see a lot of the members, and that that was fun, kind of being able to see them and say hi to them. And um, th- th- So they were off hanging out together, and I was teaching my eight-year-old, my, my son, who's going skiing for the first time, how to ski, and then Tara, so we were up at the, the Bunny Hill area and riding the, oh, what, what do they call it, the magic carpet back up and then going down, and, and it was great. I was really impressed with how well they were doing for the first time, especially Kaysen being eight years old and being his first time, and Brillen was an amazing teacher. I mean, she's only been one time, but she, like, picked up really well apparently her grandpa did a really good job of teaching her and that was awesome and then it all went downhill from there i'm just kidding <laughs> kind of <laughs> so then Kason wasn't quite ready he wanted to go on the bunny hill a couple more times so i told tara i said hey go ahead and you know you go with Brit, uh britlin and brogan and you guys start going down this hill and it was like the family hill thing and we thought it was like a bunny hill but turns out it was actually like a three mile long hill that wasn't super steep. It was still a green hill, but there were definitely <laughs> a lot. I mean, there were some parts that were not super easy for a new skier. And um, so they went down, and then finally, Case and I, not too much longer, went down. And he did amazing. But we were on that hill for about three and a half hours. It just took a really long time. And we got down to the bottom. We ended up at a different spot. And uh, we asked someone where we should go, and they said, oh, take this uh, other ski run up. And so we did, and we thought it was going to take us to the gondola, which would allow us to go down. But sure enough, it took us to another spot where we had to ski down to another spot. So in total, Kaysen skied like four and a half miles on his first run. Um, and I was really proud of him. He did really well. There was one spot where <laughs> he he kind of fell a little bit, and so he took his skis off, and I was down um, not quite half a mile. It felt like half a mile, but it was pretty steep. And I had to walk all the way back up while he, I carried his skis down and he slid down. Anyway, so much fun, uh, memories to remember for the rest of our life. Now, in the meantime, Tara lost Brogan. Um, they, he went, he somehow, he went ahead of them and he didn't have a, a phone with them. Why he didn't think to call someone, I, I don't know, but, uh, he didn't. And anyway, luckily we found him like three and a half hours later from the time that she lost him and he was fine and he had gone down the mountain a couple times um, and even rode a bus to get back to where he was supposed to be. So anyway, he grew quite a bit that day. So that was, that was a great experience. So we finally got to the top of the hill. Uh, I sent Kaysen down on the gondola to meet up with Tara down at the bottom and I was able to go down by myself and that was a blast. Just be able to go full speed uh, all, all by myself and then we ate some food, and then I was able to take my two oldest kids back up and go down the same run that I went down with Kaysen. Now, keep in mind, this was only Britland's second time and second time ever skiing, and the 
the well, she's only gone down the hill one time. She's kind of taking her time, spending time with uh, with Tara. And this was Brogan's third time snowboarding. And I was like, okay, this probably won't be three hours or four hours, but it'll probably be a good hour and a half. Probably take quite a while, but we're gonna go have a good time. And I was just blown away at how good these kids did. I I was shocked. And Brylin's second time, she was flying down the mountain. And Brogan was learning how to, apparently when he was on his own, he was learning how to turn and carve and go back and forth on the board. And I'm kind of getting emotional, like even talking about this, like having the opportunity to take my youngest and teach him and work with him. And he did so good for his first time. And to take my older two and just have such a great time and then smiling and being so happy. And um, it was just such an incredible experience. And you know, the next day we went snowmobiling with the kids and a bunch of the members went of the seven and eight figure flipping groups. And with, with, with all this experience, with, before I get into too much of the event, um, just being with my family and a lot of the other members of the group, which is basically extended family. And, you know, it was, it was kind of interesting because it, skiing and snowboarding and snowmobiling and going to call like th- these, this stuff, like it's not cheap, right? But it was so interesting. Um, not that my intention was to go spend a bunch of money or anything like that. But every single one of these things cost a lot of money, right? The flights, the lodge that we stayed in, the food that we ate. We went to a really fun fondue place way up on the mountain. And just the skiing and the rentals and the snow. I mean, every time it was like my credit card. Another $500, another $500, another $500. And to look back and think years ago... This is something that there's no way we could have done. And if we would have, we would have had to be just really skimp on everything. Like maybe we would have gone tubing and that was it. And the stress would have been really high. But to just keep being able to use that credit card and not have to worry about it um, was just such a huge blessing. And as we would sit around each evening as a family and watch a movie or playing games and uh, lighting a fire with the kids, going out to eat. And having those moments with them, it just caused me to really reflect and be so grateful for everything that we've been through and what we were willing to sacrifice and have the the, the trust and belief to, to keep going forward. Um, and just reminding me, you know, they say the it's cliche, but the, the why, what is your why? And being there with my family in those times, like, this is my why. Now, that's not to say that you have to go to Keystone, Colorado and spend a lot of money on a trip to have an amazing time with your kids and family. It's not. But in that moment, it was just a, a great time to reflect and, and be so grateful for th- this business and my family and reminding me why we do what we do. So that Tuesday night after everyone had been you know, having a good time in the snow, playing and spending time together for those couple days, we all went to dinner as a group and I was able to bring my family and, and show them off to everyone. And that was a lot of fun and just see all the members that were there and more that were coming in to get ready for the event that week. And just to catch up with everyone and see how good everyone was doing was just so rewarding. So the next day on Wednesday, that's when the actual event began. And we started off together and we kind of did a, an intro and just kind of caught people up to speed, and then we broke out into the hot seat rooms. Now, for those of you who maybe haven't listened when I've talked about one of our seven-figure events before, 
the hot seat groups is when we, we break down in different rooms. Each room in this case had anywhere from 12 to 14 companies or so. And they went with one of our coaches who is doing seven multiple seven figures in their business. And we had some of the eight figure members in those rooms as well. And basically what they do is each person gets up and they share what is working in their business and they share where they need help. And what's incredible as I went to these different rooms and had the chance to observe once again, it was so amazing. First of all, you hear the things that they're sharing and everyone's like taking notes and they're asking questions. But then also when they share where they need help to see this group come together, to see people who are in the same situation as them that are working through these same issues, these same problems with the exact same focus of creating a seven-figure house flipping and or wholesaling business with systems that work without you, to see all these people with the same focus going in the same direction together and sharing and lifting each other up was just incredible. And then to have the coaches and the eight-figure members there to share what they were doing and what worked for them, um, it was just amazing. Like it's, I've never seen such a fast way to get to where you want to go. Then, I mean, you can read books for years and listen to, you know, I hate to say it, but free podcasts even. But to be there in that group of people that are all doing the exact same thing at a very high level, how quickly the information comes to the surface as they share and throw the, these, not even ideas, but what is working, what they're doing, how they're doing it. It's just so powerful. And then for me, like generally speaking, I feel like I have a pretty good pulse on the group and who's doing what and how everyone's growing. But to sit there and hear people talk about how they 3x, 5x, 10x their business in the last six, 12 months and just whatever it was and all these people that were growing so much that I wasn't even totally aware of is just such a rewarding feeling. And then to have the new members come in that I'm always like, I care so much about their growth and their success. And some of the people I talk to personally on the phone before they join the group and to see them just walk away and be so pumped up and now know like what it is that they need to do. Um, it's just so rewarding to me. I mean, that's far and wide my payday. One of the members came up to me and I, I caught wind from someone else about the success that they had had. They joined our group just under 12 months ago. And at the time they were doing one to two deals. And this person is, is an incredible individual. They're somewhat soft-spoken, just kind of non-assuming. I didn't expect, I knew they would do well, just like everyone else does, but I didn't expect any like huge, crazy things from them. And to hear, I heard that they went from doing one to two deals a month to doing seven to 10. And I was just t telling them uh, how proud I was of them for the success that they had. You know, they were thanking me and, and the coaches and saying how they couldn't have done it without the group. And the truth is like, I, I get that, right? Like you can only grow as far as the people that you surround yourself with. But the truth is like this guy, like he decided he was going to do it. He said, Hey, I'm, I'm a competitor and if someone else can do it, I can do it. And he and he did it. And he said his goal is by the end of the year to be doing 20 deals a month. And I have no doubt he will. And the crazy thing is, is this is in one of the our country's most competitive markets. And it's kind of funny because I got an application from a guy literally the day before asking me if there was any uh, one in our group that was in his market. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I'm not much of like a details guy. I don't remember the exact market that every single person's in, but I, I know there are. And it's so interesting because this same guy, like what he was basically trying to say is like, oh, I don't know if this is going to work in my market, right? And yet 
literally the next day i mean it was, was kind of like call it the universe call it like <laughs> call it whatever you want but then i'm talking to this guy and finding out that he's in the exact same market of this guy who is currently doing what this guy was doing 12 months ago and this guy's been doing about one to two deals for uh per month for for years he's kind of hit a plateau but yet he didn't think this group was was could help him grow more because he's thought oh it's my market like just a yeah better right just coming up with these excuses and then i see someone else so point being guys like if someone else can do it like you can do it surround yourself with the right people figure out how they're doing it and and do the same thing like you can do it believe in yourself believe you can grow wherever you are like there is person after person that i was hanging out with last week that has gone from a plateau or where they thought they uh, they, they were kind of at their limit. They didn't think they could have a life of freedom. They thought they were just going to work a ton, and that was kind of what they were stuck with. And to see them changing their lives, um, just know that you can do the same thing. So the next two days on Thursday and Friday, this is where I was really kind of nervous, if I'm, if I'm being totally honest. Uh, if you guys were to study my uh, personality like Bill Allen has, um, you'll know that my personality profiles show that I am extremely high on the, the, the I'm called a daredevil, I guess, um, but I have a very high risk tolerance. Now, I don't believe that just means I go out and make dumb decisions with money, right? <laughs> not at all. Uh, I, at least I hope not. Um, but I'm not afraid of, of taking a risk. Now, I, I will admit I was a little anxious for taking this risk, uh, but it paid off. So, Ever since we started the eight-figure group, the idea was to bring in high-level consultants from outside of our industry to help kind of disrupt what we're doing. These are people who are working with Fortune 500 companies who charge a pretty penny to work with some of these really successful companies and people that most in you know most small businesses wouldn't be able to afford on their own. So we thought, what if we were to use the buying power of this group and bring in these high-level consultants? So we we did that. We in October. We were to bring in someone to do some leadership training, which was absolutely amazing. And then we wanted to do some some high-level sales consulting training from one of the industry's most successful sales consultants. And we thought, what if we were able to do this for the eight and the seven-figure group? So a while ago, I was just kind of geeking out on sales books and really diving in for, for myself, for my own company, and to figure out who's the best of the best out there. And this name, Jeb Blunt, kept coming up. Like this guy had written not only the book, but the books on sales training. He has over 10 books. And I started listening to some of these books. And I was listening to a book called Fanatical Prospecting. If you have not listened to it, it's an absolute must. Get it now on Audible or wherever you like to listen or read your books. And I was just blown away. It was like no nonsense, like to the point, not exactly directed to our industry, but so many of what this guy was talking about did apply directly and sales or sales are sales time and time again, everyone in our organization says they'd much rather hire a really good, really solid salesperson to help them acquire properties and dis- and even dispose of properties, sell their properties than they would someone who has experience in the real estate industry, but might not be quite as good at sales. But I was still really anxious to bring in Jeb. I mean, not only did he cost um, a very significant amount, I won't say how much here, um, but 
I, I also didn't know. I was like, is he going to be able to connect? And I thought, you know, even if half of what he shares connects, then it's worth it because he can come in and kind of disrupt a little what we're doing. It's amazing to have everyone in the group that's sharing exactly what they're doing, growing together. But I want someone to come in and kind of add some new things to that so we could all take that and apply that to our business and talk about that over the next year or so. And so then Jeb gets up. And from the beginning, when he opened his mouth, he just killed it. I mean, it was incredible. Like everything he said landed, everything applied. He brought new ideas that no one in the group had been talking about before. And I was just, not only was I relieved, but I was just, I was blown away. Uh, I learned a ton. Everyone in the group learned a ton. Everyone was taking notes. The people making multiple seven figures were just blown away. And, you know, you guys have heard me talk about this before, but sales, 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 sales. Not that long ago, I met with a friend of mine who's doing 50 million a year. And I thought we had a marketing problem. And he looked at our everything we were doing. He's like, you don't have a marketing problem. You have a sales problem. So since then, we've really been pouring in to our sales team. So to be able to have Jeb come, have our sales team there, I was, we almost didn't have one of our team members come. And last minute I called Bill, I said, get him on a plane. He needs to be there. And I'm so glad he did. Uh, but anyway, Jeb, absolutely amazing. For those of you who are there, know what I'm talking about. And it was just so exciting to have him be able to come. And no wonder why he works with the nation's most successful companies, but to have him come and make everyone in the seven figure eight uh, figure group so much better uh, was just such a huge blessing. Now, something that we do in the seven and eight figure mastermind and uh, mentoring coaching groups that no one else does is we bring in high level coaches and consultants into the organization. I mean, I reinvest so much into this group because I mean, it's, it's everything to me. I mean, not only can I do it, my, can I not do it myself, but I want it to not only be the best cause I am a competitor, but I want our members to, to just get so much value out of it. I never want to be that guy who didn't over deliver times 10 times a hundred to anything I've ever been given. And I have no doubt that if I do that, if I deliver at that crazy, insane high level and our members are getting the results that they're getting, then I'll, I'll be fine. I'll be taken care of. The more people I can help to a high level, like I will have all my needs met. I don't ever need to worry about anything. And you guys should feel the same way in your business. The more homeowners that you're serving, the more people who you're helping buy new houses, the more people that you're helping at a high level, the more people on your team that you're helping grow like if you always have that abundant mindset, like you're going to be taken care of. Don't get me wrong. You have to do things in a business fashion. I know lots of people who are amazing people and give a ton and they're, they're happy and their lives are blessed, but they don't make a lot of money because they don't have that business sense part. You got to have both, right? But I have no doubt that with the right systems, processes, team, and then just serving at that high level, like I'll be fine. But the funny thing is like, you kind of get to a point after a while where the money doesn't even matter. You do it more for the people. And that's kind of where I'm at. That's where I get my fulfillment right now. So I love reinvesting back into this group. So what happened the second day that Jeb was there when we were about wrapping up is I just had this, this feeling, this prompting, this desire to continue, be able to continue to work with him. And so I get up there. I know Bill was kind of squirming because he didn't know what I was going to say. And I asked Jeb if he could do some ongoing consulting and work with our team. He did such a good job of 
understanding our industry. I mean, he's, he's flipped houses before, but the way he just, you could tell he's, he's, this isn't his first rodeo, right? Um, but the insights that he had and the way that he worked with us now him and his team are going to do this ongoing mentoring. It, it's just absolutely incredible. And I'm really excited to bring that now to the seven and eight figure flipping groups. And it's so cool to have as the group continues to grow and get even better and the members continue to grow and the coaches and then they'll bring in this outside consulting and just keep making the group better and better and the buying power. And we're able to get like hundred percent financing and all these things and discounts on so many of the tools that we use. Um, it's, it's just so amazing what this group has, has done for me and so many of its members. So then on Saturday, um, the rest of our members left and the eight figure flipping members, the ones who had reached that seven figure point all stayed and we had an eight figure day with them where they all got up and shared their businesses. And as incredible as it was to be with everyone uh, the first few days and sharing their businesses, I mean, to be with, it's like the higher the level of the people that you're around. Okay. I want to be careful how, how I say this. I don't mean it like no one's better or, or anything like that. Right. But just the, the insights and knowing what they've been through to get where they are. I mean, be able to, and willing to take that personal risk that I'm talking about. You know, I, I once read a quote that said, it's not so much the, the money you make when you become, you know, a million, I mean, become a millionaire these days, isn't even that hard, but when you <laughs> make, you know, a million dollars a year, it's more the journey or the person that you had to become on your way to get there. So to be in that room with people who everyone had done that, these are people who are doing anywhere from, 10, 15, 20 deals every single month, doing 100, 200 deals per year. And just to be around these people that had created this team and this high level of executives, these people who were all CEOs in their own company and, and or their high level team members and coming together and sharing what is working for them in this business. And we had uh, in the eight figure group, we also have people who are doing bigger deals. Some of us have partnered up on really big deals that we're doing together, commercial deals. And it's just, it's just amazing to be around these people and the high level conversations we're having, talking about how to hire a COO that can run your entire company for you and people who have done that and people who are working on doing that. And just so many amazing things, a lot of which I can't really share. There's some specifics I kind of want to go into, but we all kind of take a, an oath of secrecy, if you will, that we're not going to share some of these things outside of the group. Um, some people got up and they said, hey, this is only for this group. Please don't share. And we we take that seriously. But just to sit there and reflect and see some of the people who had been with me in this group, uh, in the house of informing, the six-figure flipping, the seven-figure flipping, and now an eight-figure flipping, and to have some of the new members come who just joined and came straight into eight-figure flipping. And what these guys have done with their lives and how their lives have changed and the progress that they've made and the struggles we've been through and the good times we've been through um, was just such a huge blessing to me. So then that night, we all went up the gondola and we went up to the, the peak of the mountain and went to the same fondue place that I went with my family. We actually tried to go with the seven-figure group, but due to extreme weather conditions and a power, I didn't tell you about the power outage that we had. Uh, anyway, I was really proud of my team and how they adjusted and adapted to that and all the members. They had a great attitude. Um, but to be there and to go to the, that place on the peak of the mountain that last day and just spend this time with these incredible people was, um, just a, such a huge blessing. 
So we, we all said our goodbyes and the next day headed to the airport. And I don't know what it is, but every single event at the end, it's like you have this amazing event and high on top of the world. And then something happens. Now, this time it was different. This time it didn't affect me at all. Like it, it was, it didn't affect me in a negative way, but I did think it was really interesting. So I'm sitting there in the airport. I had my flight was delayed and I was scrolling through and looking at the pictures people had posted and the, the people were getting on their flights and everyone was just saying thank you and what a great time they had and best event ever and how this has changed their life. And I was reflecting on what we had done the last few days and hearing the stories of how people changed their lives and how they're able to go on these trips and see their families they haven't seen and someone's parents weren't able to come to their wedding because they were in another country but then they were able to fly them all out and show them where they got married and just all like all these amazing things life-changing experiences and then I'm at the airport and in my Facebook feed there's this guy that or in this group who makes this comment about how it's basically this big sign like saying that like why, like how you shouldn't pay for a high-level mastermind group. You shouldn't pay a lot of money for a high-level mastermind group. And I just thought that was so interesting. And I was re going through and reading the comments, and you could tell the people who had, like, the scarcity or the minimal mindset. And then the, there was a couple people that commented that you could tell were uh, didn't understand why they would say that. But for the most part, it was this mindset of, like, yeah, that's crazy, and the strangest thing is that all these people that were making these negative comments about this quote-unquote expensive or high-level coaching, like none of them were very successful. And none of them have been in a high-level group, so they don't know anything about it. And I sometimes bite my tongue, but not really. I'm not very good at that. So I'm sitting there, I had this time, and I had to share my comments. And I made this long post kind of... Um, sharing what I felt about groups like this. And I mentioned, hey, like, yeah, there's a lot of people who aren't ready. Most people are not ready. Like, do not join a group if you don't have the money, if you don't have the experience, if it's if you haven't done your homework, if it's not a good group, if they're not high-level investors, like, absolutely, like, do not. But then I also shared how I just spent an entire week with some of the nation's most successful, most amazing investors, people who had changed their lives from being in a group like this, and how I personally have had the epiphany lately of investing more in in myself and being around even higher level people and talking about how look you're like you can't expect to hire someone like an Andy McFarland a Don Costa a Mike and Mike a Bill Allen or, or myself and to to just pay pennies like you're gonna get what you pay for and after I wrote that it, it, there was like the guy said something else like negative and then several of the mem my members came in. I didn't even know that they were in the feed or in the group or whatever. And just talked about how amazing the group was. And it was such an interesting thing for me. Because many of you know, years ago, I wrote a post in Bigger Pockets, And I got some of the uh, similar comments in there. And I was just destroyed. Like, it, it ruined me to have people say negative things. And I was so affected by that. But now hindsight being with these guys I guess my th my skin has definitely gotten thicker but also seeing what all the members in our group have done and how they've accomplished and how they've changed their life like I wasn't affected by this I felt sorry for the people who didn't just didn't get it because they're going to be stagnant they're going to be stuck in their growth because they they're so bound by their limiting beliefs 
but like I just didn't care. Like I did not care. I just cared about those people who who we were able to have an impact on. And it kind of reminded me of one of my mentors who was talking about the Coast Guard. And they're saying that in the Coast Guard, like they can't always rescue everyone, but they rescued those first who are swimming towards them, who are coming to them. And it helped me to realize, like, not don't worry about people who don't agree with what you're doing or like what you're doing. Like, focus on the people on your team. Focus on the sellers that want to work with you. Focus on the buyers who want to buy houses from you. Like, don't worry about everyone else. You know, as human beings, we have this thing where we feel like we have to be accepted by everyone or we feel bad. We would almost prefer not to put ourselves out there because we're we're afraid of rejection. Like, don't worry about that. Don't worry about the people who aren't on board with what you want to do. It's okay. Like, it's okay. Some of those will turn around. Some of them won't. But that's okay. Like, worry about the people that you can't help, that you do have an influence with. Because I'll tell you what, if you let the other people get to you, it will destroy you. It will take you down. You won't be able to help anyone because you're trying to please everyone. And that's no way to live. So with that, I just want to give a big shout out to everyone who I was able to hang out this past week. I can't wait to see you guys next time. It was so much fun. I wish it could go on and on forever. And actually, it kind of does because I know we're still hanging out and talking in the Facebook groups and on the calls, and we have a lot to come. Uh, in fact, the eight-figure group, man, I committed a lot of uh, capital at this last event. The eight-figure group, we decided we're going to bring in a high-level marketing consultant. You guys have heard me talk about There's a whole nother level of marketing out there that I know as real estate investors, once we tap into, it will be a game changer. And you guys have talked, heard me talk about the systems and having everything tight in your business. So your marketing dollars are well spent. But I tell you what, like we are so in the stone age with our marketing. So I don't feel like most of the members of the seven figure group are quite ready for that. They're kind of, but I I don't want to like overwhelm them. But in the eight figure group, we were talking about it and they said they're ready. So I'm going to be bringing in a high level marketing consultant to work with them. So we're going to do high-level sales coaching, high-level marketing. Uh, we already have all the business coaching and the and we have leadership training lined up. And, and anyway, it's just absolutely amazing what is going on in this group. And it's it's incredible to see what the members have done. And as always, we're just scratching the surface. We're just getting started. So can't wait to see where everyone goes in the next 12 months and beyond. All right, so that's all I got for today. We're back in the saddle. We've got a lot to catch up on. I'm going to be at Funnel Hacking Live next week at Russell Brunson's event, which is actually uh, in Nashville, Tennessee, where Bill Allen lives. So that's super cool. going to be hanging out with him some more and be learning even more about this advanced marketing that I'm talking about. So if any of you are there, come say hi. But in the meantime, got a lot to do. So much to get um, to our members. It's just so much fun. Love what I do. On some upcoming episodes, I am going to try to take some of the audio from the event. I can't share all of it, of course, but I'm trying to take some bits and pieces to to share with you guys so you can kind of get an inside peek of what happened this past week in Keystone, Colorado. Um, It was just truly incredible, and I want as many of you as possible to be able to get at least a taste of what that's like. So anyway, guys, uh, get out there, take action, implement. You know, it's not... (laughs) This business isn't easy, but it's not that hard. 
right? You just got to do the things that you got to do. Surround yourself with the right people who are at a higher level and you never be the smartest person in the room. Always continue to top grade. Money buys speed. Like if you got to, if you're ready to invest in something higher, do it. At the beginning, when you're first getting started, dive into the free stuff, right? Prove yourself. Like go out there, make some offers, do fell forward, like prove that you're going to do it. Don't go spend a ton of money on anything until you've taken those initial steps. But for those of you who are at that next level, like invest in yourself. It is the best return you can possibly do. But get out there and and make it happen. Believe in yourself. Uh, Fell forward fast. Take action. And things will work out for you. So, all right, guys, that's all I got. Have a great week. If you think you're ready for the seven figure flipping program, go to sevenfigureflipping.com or reach out to me personally, Justin at a houseflippinghq.com. Let me know a little more about yourself and we'll see if we can help you take your business to the next level. Other than that, have a great week. Get out there, make things happen. You got this. I believe in you. And we will talk to you next time on the House Flipping HQ podcast. This has been the House Flipping HQ podcast. Your ultimate house flipping resource for intelligent real estate investing and financial freedom. Check out amazing tutorials, blogs, how-tos, and other inspiring podcasts with house flipping experts at houseflippinghq.com. Houseflippinghq.com.